Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Tom Furman. He's the agency owner of S2 International. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Appreciate the opportunity of being here. Excited to have you. So, Tom, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Tom Furman and we have a few businesses. They're all focused around the logistics industry. Um, I live in Worcester, Ohio, been here for about six months. Prior to that, I was in Tampa, Florida for about a year and actually became a pilot down in Tampa. And then uh, I was in New York City for six years, Philadelphia for five years, and even in Rome, Italy for about six months. And uh, my career has been in telecommunications for about nine years, I worked for Verizon and had a number of roles with Verizon from operations to retail sales, um, retail management, government sales, and national sales. And I was able to convert a lot of those skills from corporate America when it comes to relationship building and just understanding the macro and microeconomics of what makes businesses tick uh, to starting my own company a year and a half ago in the logistics space which started as a trucking company, evolved into a dispatching service, and then entered into a brokerage. And uh, currently today, we are now agency owners with S2 International. Wow, that's fantastic. Tell me a little bit more about S2 International. It sounds like you've had a very interesting career getting here. Yeah, absolutely. So with S2 International, uh, we're a transportation management company. And myself and my team, we solve transportation problems and we do that as efficiently and collaboratively as possible um, in a way that helps reduce shippers spend, um, helps improve their business image to their customers and allows our customers to scale their business while we focus on their shipments. Um, we do that all through a personalized service, state of the art technology that really helps tailor solutions to supply chain situations. And through S2 International, we have several different methods of transportation. And that ranges from LTL, which is less than truckload or less than 12 pallets going on a truck, to expedited, which is immediate shipments, full truckload, which are those 53 big rigs that you see on the, the highways, to middle mile and multi-stop lanes, air freight going over the air, drayage, which is shipments coming uh, overseas and entering into a port. And then we help out with warehouse coordination and we have a, a niche in the manufacturing space. Um, and then we specialize in a technology that really allows our customers to have full control and visibility over their supply chain in real time. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like there's a lot of different capabilities that, you know, S2 International has. You've been in business for, I think you said about a year and a half now. Talk a little bit about what that growth has looked like for, for you and your company. Yeah, sure. So yeah, like you said, it's been over a, just a year and a half. And when we first started our business, um, we did a lot of industry research and networking. And the industry research we did, we found that logistics makes up 8% of US GDP. It's a $1.3 trillion industry. And there were certain segments that were growing rapidly, like LTL, it experienced 100% year-over-year growth since like 2016. Um, and we really wanted to implement our relationship management skills into the supply chain uh, infrastructure. So we started out just 
uh, with our trucking company, which was one truck. And we wanted to learn the industry from the ground up. So we drove that truck ourselves, understood what it meant to be on time and how deliveries worked, all the compliance and legality behind trucking. And then we placed the driver into that truck to continue doing what's called over the low, over the road lanes. And that's doing shipments across the contiguous 48 states. And we started to build relationships with shippers and different brokers that were allowing our truck to drive consistently. And we did that so well in the relationship building side that we started to build more relationships with individual truckers, carriers, drivers, and we built up a dispatching service to to uh, serve those customers of ours. And that grew to just about over 100 trucks we were providing loads to through our dispatching team, which had about 12 individuals. And that networking ability led to a big project in the Midwest where we were able to grow our trucking company to about 45 trucks, all on dedicated lanes, moving freight across the Midwest from Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. Um, and that piece of the business allowed us to scale once again into starting our, our own brokerage or, or third-party logistics company. And we realized once we started our brokerage that we really needed the help and resources of, of a, a 3PL like S2 International. And we met them. We, we loved everything that they were doing. They're an 18-year-old company. They're woman-owned. We have a staff of 40 people with S2 International. And through technology, they're really able to empower not only shippers, but but truck drivers out there to successfully complete loads and make an impact in the marketplace. It sounds like, you know, when you guys really first were first getting started, you really had your boots on the ground. You were doing the hard work to really understand each kind of facet of the business. Do you think that's one of the ways that S2 is really able to stand out from its competition? Absolutely, I do. I think um, it's that personalized touch and being available literally 24-7, 365, and understanding what our customers' needs are. Um, you know, it's not just as simple as picking up something and dropping it off. There's a lot of different coordination that happens in the background. And also just understanding what those supply chain goals are for your customer. We always like to, one, meet with our customers. We'll go visit their warehouses. We'll meet with their their packaging teams, the warehouse managers will understand who the guys are, even on forklifts. And we really try to immerse ourselves into their business. And then our main goal is to allow them to envision and partner with us what it would mean to help delegate a lot of that transportation management work over to us and allow us to handle the, the scheduling, um, making sure that the KPIs, such as on-time delivery and on-time drop-off, are happening properly and then empowering the shipper by giving them full control and visibility into all of the labels and bill of ladings, um, all of the, the insurance and compliancy, anti-theft regulations going out there to allow them to focus on what's most important and that's scaling their business. I imagine too, I'm just thinking, thinking out loud that delivering and, you know, doing this for all the continuous 48 states, there's so many different regions, weathers, you know, so many different challenges that I can imagine come with, you know, owning a business in all 48 states, the continuous 48 states, rather. Talk to me a little bit about what that's been like. Yeah, so it's definitely a roller coaster, um, and it's not for the light of heart either. Uh, I would say trucking, truck drivers have one of the most 
tough jobs in the country, maybe the toughest job in the country, because there's a lot of things that you, you can't predict, like traffic or, um, God forbid, an accident or, or bad weather or even something like the pandemic, where it just disrupts the supply chain entirely. And being able to provide predictive rates to our customers and uh, more predictive on-time pickups and deliveries is something that's powered and backed by technology, but it's also a lot of relationship and it's a lot of interpersonal communication to make sure that when something does go awry, we have three backup plans to fix it on the spot. I think that's so important. And like you said, it goes back to the root of, you know, I've, I've heard one kind of common theme throughout our conversation so far, and that's, you know, relationship building. You started off saying, you know, that was the importance kind of in your role, you know, going from everything that you've done in corporate, taking that, you know, to the horizon to where you are now. Really, the root is that relationship building and that open, that open communication. So, you know, I'm curious when you're talking about your clients, though, do you see trends in different you know, um, different industries, different like manufacturing types of manufacturing, things like that. Any anything that you see, you know, trends of? Yeah, yeah, I see a couple of trends, and the, the one big trend I'd see is is the the growth of the LTL, the less than truckload marketplace, um, because it allows for a, a, a less expensive transportation experience. And LTL really came on the scene around 2010 or so. And a couple of companies, they uh, combined forces and started to use this hub and spoke model of being able to do 20 or more stops and pick up smaller packages and put it onto a 53-foot truck, which enabled a reduced cost to a shipper. And that's grown by 100% year over year from 2016 to 2020. And uh, in the past three years, it's grown about 20 to 25% year over year. Interesting. I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit, you know, because it sounds like from my opinion, in my perspective, and granted, I'm not as, as well versed in the industry as you are, that it would, you know, rather than saving money, it would actually cost more money for, you know, the less than truckload shipments. So I'm curious, are there common misconceptions that you tend to hear often kind of within the industry? Um, there there are. And um, with common misconceptions, I can go into two different items. Um, it would be the misconception of for small companies that they don't think they're big enough for a third-party logistics company. Um, but the reality is that regardless of size, if you're a quarter of a million dollar a year revenue company or a $500 million company, every business is going to have some type of logistical nightmares if they're shipping something. So it can be a huge time saver to delegate the work to a third-party logistics company that already has the established network of drivers and carriers and a far less expensive volume-based pricing uh, to handle shipments soup to nuts while the business, our customers, will focus on scaling their business and growing. And then um, the second thing would just be that there might be a misconception that a company would have less control or a diminished customer service level utilizing a third-party logistics company, when in actuality, you will actually have more control and visibility into your supply chain ecosystem, which translates into a reduced cost. Interesting, interesting. You know, and I, I think that that's important to note. Like you said, I think both of those tie in together because like you said, you know, companies not thinking that they're big enough, um, but, you know, that also that, that second piece as well, knowing that, you know, 
you have the support, the capabilities to be able to support and help, you know, companies scale even more. Um, so I'm curious, you know, as we start to wrap up, I think that, you know, a big piece of, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the trucking industry can be, you know, a lot of macroeconomics. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, the macroeconomics of trucking. So the industry as a whole has peaks and valleys. And you'll see when there's too many truck drivers out in the, the market, uh, you'll see rates go down. And this has been going on for decades. Uh, the macroeconomics of trucking is 85% of the marketplace of truck drivers consists of a trucking company with four or less trucks. So it's it's very segmented. And that's where the communication between carriers and a shipper is supported by a third-party logistics company that can maintain the relationships on both sides, understand the niche of their customer, but also understand the, sh the, the needs of their truck driver and driver empowerment. And they match the two together in a way that allows for a reduced cost experience to the shipper, but also profitability to the trucker. Why do you think it's so important for someone in the position that you're in as agency owner to really understand the macroeconomics of the trucking industry? Overall, to be able to communicate and speak the language of a shipper and a, a truck driver at the same time, and to understand the insights that we can provide to a shipper that they're doing a million things and they need somebody that has boots on the ground from a macro perspective to help lead and guide them in a way that they can trust. And we believe that all of our customers, it's, it's founded in trust and it has to be collaborative and it's with people that want to get better every single day. And when you work with people that want to get better every single day, they're open and understanding that the market shifts and we want to make sure that they're being, they're maximizing the, the service that we're providing. Couldn't agree more. Well, Tom, as we start to wrap up, where can people go to learn more about S2 and Inaction? Absolutely. So you can go to www.s-2 International and you can browse our website there. Um, you can also call me directly. You can email me directly. I would love to learn more about your experience with the, your supply chain uh, ecosystem. Or if you just want to chat personally and professionally, um, that'd be wonderful. Fantastic. Well, Tom, like I said, as we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with as a parting thought, whether it be, you know, advice, another note on S2 International, anything like that? Sure. I, um, I, I always love to give just advice to people that want to make the jump into entrepreneurship or make a career shift in some way. And I'll just leave two bits of advice. The first one is a saying that I use for when it comes to networking, and it's the more hands you shake, the more money you make. And that can be either internally at your company when it comes to career progression or externally when speaking with customers and doing business development. Um, it's, it's really helpful. And the second thing from a leadership perspective is a, a, a quote that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's looking at business and life as leadership as a service and that you have to have a connectedness with your people provide them the autonomy to do the job the best they can, and also instill a perspective of life that motivates them to find purpose and do the job as best as they possibly can. And if you do all those things, I think you and your company will be wildly successful. 
I think that's fantastic. And again, you know, that goes back to the one theme that I, I mentioned earlier, hearing the whole time about, you know, making sure that people that you're building those relationships and the importance of those interpersonal relationships in business, you know, and in everything that you do. So Tom, I think this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate all of your insights, you know, all of the knowledge that you've been able to share with our listeners today on Business Ninja. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Great having. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.